Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to More Melanin with Tish and Lyd. I'm Tish. I'm Lydia. And we are so excited about this podcast. Guys, this has been, I feel like, years in the making. We have been talking about this for so long, and we're finally doing it, and I'm so excited. Yes. Um, If you've been following along with us for a while, you know, last year we um, started off with doing Instagram lives once a week um, and we absolutely loved it so much, but we really wanted to be in the podcasting space and now we are, we did it. And now we are. And the exciting thing about this is now that we're doing these podcasts, we can talk about them on our lives. So it gives you guys kind of background in terms of what we're talking about during our lives so you can jump in add into the conversation it's going to be great I'm so excited yes it is going to be amazing so if you're listening now you should be hearing this on September 14th hopefully you're listening to it in the morning so that you don't miss us going live in the evening because we're going live at 7 30 to talk about what you're listening now so With that being said, today we are reintroducing ourselves, letting the people know who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tish, who yes. are you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so for those that haven't seen us, I don't know how you haven't seen us, but for those who haven't seen us, we are two Black women. We are in our 30s. And we're, we're experiencing life together. We're going through life together. And we felt that it was important for our voices to be heard with various different topics, various different things that we walk through that we don't generally hear people talk about. And I've listened to a ton of podcasts. I've listened to a ton of them. But I wanted to see more diversity. And I wanted to hear more diversity. And I wanted to hear about certain issues from our perspective and from our walk. And we want to be able to talk about that during our lives as well. Like, this is not just exclusively for Black folk, although we welcome you. (laughs) This is for all people, but we wanted... We wanted our voices as Black women to be heard. And if you've seen our lives, we talk about everything, Everything. literally everything. There is nothing that is off limits in our conversations. It can get a little bit awkward, more for Lydia than for myself, because (laughs) of the two of us, okay, if I were to explain us, okay, Of the two of us, and I know you're not conservative, Lydia. I know this. I know you're not conservative. But, but, of the two of us, she is the conservative one, and I am the ratchet wild one. That, but, 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 take this with a grain of salt, she's not conservative (laughs) whatsoever. So, that should give you some context there. (laughs) No, I'm not conservative at all, but I do... I do rein it in sometimes. She does. Um, and uh, Tish just lets it all out there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because we balance each other out. Yes, we um, do. Except for those times when I'm just like, you know what, Tish, go for it. Because sometimes <laughs> it just needs to be said. Sometimes it's sometimes needed. It's needed. Yeah. Sometimes it's needed. Listen, I we all need 
those friends like us, okay? If you don't have a friend like Lydia and if you don't have a friend like Tish, I feel so sorry for you. So finally, find friends like this because Lydia is my voice of reason. She reels me back in when I'm going too far. She's also annoyingly positive. Like, but you need, you need somebody like that though because I will bring Lydia an issue and I just want her to like, bash somebody with me and she's like well let's think about this for a second and I'm like oh my gosh what is there to think about can we just drag this person I don't understand but then she brings me back to um recognizing that you know I'm a sucky person too sometimes so it's fine right but then you also need a friend like Tish who's gonna hype you up all the time but here's the thing I am wildly introverted. And this is what's funny about this. Like, I love being alone. I don't like, I don't like being around people all the time. I actually hate it. I can't stand it. If I had to be around people all the time, I feel like I would go nuts. Like, I love being by myself, reading a book, watching Netflix. That's where I find my energy from. Mm -hmm. But I will also hype you when you need to be hyped. Yeah. So... I am the complete opposite. I live off of being around people. Even if we're not doing anything, I just need to be around other folks. That's where I get my energy from. Yeah. When I'm alone, I, I can do alone time, but like, I'm probably going to like call someone. <laughs> <laughs> probably actually going to call Tish and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Whereas oh, for me, People call me and I will screen every call. My cousin knows oh. this very well. If I don't answer the phone, she's like, are you screening me? She knows. <laughs> she knows how I am, right? Yeah. And so, like, I I would prefer, like, I'm, okay, there are only a few people that I actually like speaking to on the phone. Lydia yeah. being one of them. Okay? Yeah. So if Lydia calls me, unless I'm working, I will answer the phone. Mm-hmm. But if other people call me, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this and you're <laughs> like, this is why. I never get talked to her yeah. she screens all my calls. Like, I would rather you text me. Text me. If you're actually dying, I'll call you. Yeah. I'll call you if there's like, but if you just want to chat, I'm not about it. So <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that offends him. I'm not sorry. You're not. <laughs> you're not. You know what? This might be a little off, but like, I really want to learn to stop apologizing for things that I don't need to apologize for. Like, yes. I say sorry so much it's ridiculous um actually earlier this summer my mom had to tell me she's like don't say sorry all the time sometimes you can say thank you for things like sometimes like there's other responses that you can use other than an apology and I'm like you're so right mom I also kind of learned it from her yeah yeah I'm glad that like I'm unlearning a little bit yeah yeah And you know what? Like, not to go too deep so fast. (laughs) Do you you think that that's an issue that as Black women, we do a lot. We apologize a lot because we feel like we can't take up as much space as we feel like we should be. Like, society has kind of, like, Mm -hmm. a little bit put us in a little bit of a box, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like... Um, and we'll get into this more. I, I really don't mean to get so heavy so quickly. <laughs> but like, I feel like um, with all the things that have happened lately mm-hmm. um, in our world, when it comes to our black skin, mm-hmm. it has shown me how much we've been put in a box, how mm-hmm. much people expect of us and what they don't want from us. 
Right. And so I feel like it's we are constantly apologizing for who we are. Yeah. Like I I'm very loud. Although I love being by myself, when I'm around you, I am very loud. Yeah. Okay. Like I only am loud or I'm quiet. There's no yeah. in between. There's right? size. It, it's eerie when she gets quiet it's like dead silence <laughs> and everything's fine but yes. it's just like pins drop <laughs> quiet it's just silent i'm good i'm good though. there's no I'm in between like there's no either alarms or complete Nothing. silence <laughs> exactly. right and so being loud right i feel like i feel like people can be intimidated by loud people mm-hmm. and so many times in my life People have been like, oh, you're intimidating. Oh, like, you know, like you're not approachable. I'm like, what? What do you mean I'm not approachable? Mm-hmm. I think this is your insecurity that you're pushing on me. Right. And you want me to be as insecure as you are, but I'm not in this area. So I'm going to continue to be loud. But that's how I am right now. That's yep. my mindset now. Yeah. Then I tried to shrink back for people right. because so many people around me were like, you're too loud. You're too abrasive. You're mm-hmm. too this. You offended this person when really I was just being me. So I kept yeah. on apologizing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. And now I'm like, F that mess. I'm not sorry. No. I'm not. I'm not because this is who I am. And so I feel like, especially as women taking up space, like, yeah, don't apologize for who you are yeah and like with Lydia my girl my girl busted her leg like tore her leg from the (laughs) inside out at my house on my son's birthday and this girl like if it were me guys listen to me very carefully if it was me this entire house would have fallen like the walls of Jericho because (laughs) I would have yelled so loud but my girl here was like ah can you get me an ice pack? I'm sorry. I'm so- like, I can't even count how many times she said sorry. And this girl, like when I, act- when we found out the extent of her injury, I was like, I can't even fathom how you were apologizing to anybody, to anybody. She's in pain. She's in yeah. excruciating pain, yep. but she's apologizing. And like case in point, right? Yep. Like she should have been like tearing down the house. She should have been like, don't touch me. Listen, what's wrong yeah. with you people? I yeah. hate you all. But she was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And like this, we, we have to stop. We have to stop. We yeah. have to stop apologizing for our pain. Yeah. Even if somebody else doesn't, hasn't experienced it before, you don't have to apologize for it. Yeah. You don't have to apologize for your ugly pain. You don't have to apologize for that anymore. So Again, sorry, I didn't mean to get so deep. It's okay. It's okay. Like, I I agree. But I wonder if it is more of, like, a Canadian Black woman thing that we do. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think I, at least from what I've seen, like, I don't think I see many of our, like, American counterparts, like, overly apologizing for who they are. Yeah. I just, I wonder if that's, like, more our context. Because I see it here a lot. Um, right. and, and with like the black women I know here, um, yeah. it, it may happen in, in the States more, but like, I, I just noticed that difference. Like, I think there's, there's a piece of it that's like, because of Canadian culture is supposed to be like this, like on the surface, really polite thing. Right. Somehow it's like kind of been put on us to like subdue ourselves right. to fit into that polite Canadian facade uh-huh. um, that's honestly the fakest BS 
ever. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like there's so many things to be said with this. And like, I feel like it's interesting because, so I just recently got this new job mm-hmm. and um, where I was working before, like mm-hmm. I was told that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's going to take you at least 10 years to get there. It's going to take you at least 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, like I'm going to work my ass off to make sure that it happens. I don't have 10 years. I'm in my thirties. Okay. I'm not going to be 40 before this happens or in my (laughs) forties before this happens. So it's interesting that when it did happen. Yeah. And I was so proud of myself for going for it. Mm -hmm. But other people's reactions, they weren't happy. Got it. Right. It was like, how the hell did you get that? Wow. What did you do to get that? And it's like, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. It's it's like it made me recognize and realize how people can be one way in front of your face. Right. Yeah. Right. And you think that, oh, we're buddies, we're buddies. But at the other end, they're not, they're not for you. They're not actually for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, find ladies, gentlemen, find people that are for you. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be a bunch of people. Like, it's crazy how in my experience with friendships, Mm -hmm. I'm in this place where like, I don't have the same group of friends that I did (laughs) five, six years ago. And five, six years ago, I could have never imagined that these people wouldn't be as involved in my life anymore. Like I right. couldn't, yeah. like that was like a worst nightmare, never going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when I went through that season, I have three kids. Right. And so um, I'm in this place right now where my youngest is three. So he's in preschool next year. He's going to be in kindergarten. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm not, ready. <laughs> it's not, I'm not ready at all. I'm not ready at all. But like, it's put me in this different category than my friends that are just having kids. Right. right? And I didn't realize that that was going to kind of separate my friendships with some people. Because now, and, and also it's this, it's recognizing that not everybody has the same capacity as you. Yeah. And oh, I that's think, huge. Right? My yeah. problem was I was holding people to the same capacity that I was giving to them. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair because yeah. we're not all the same. So there were certain things that I sacrificed in my own personal life with my own kids to keep my friendships close to me because right. at the time I was the only person in my friend group who had kids. Right. But not everybody does or lives their lives the way that I live my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we have to be, like, as women, I know that, like, it's hard sometimes for us to make friendships. And when we do make those friendships, we're like, we're going to hold on to them for dear life. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to let the grip off a little bit and allow life to take its course. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes certain friends don't need to be a part of your season right now. Yeah. Sometimes they were only meant to be a part of the season that you were in. And that's okay. Right. And I thought that, no, I need the same group around me Mm -hmm. to feel fulfilled or to have support or whatever. Right. 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 But then you have certain friendships 
that like are tried, tested and true, right? Yeah. Like you have those gems, like Lydia, I've known since I was a wee, a wee, a wee teenager. <laughs> and she had- And I was even weir. <laughs> she was even weir, right? And, but we've, she's been a constant for me. And I think that we need to find the blessing in those constants. Yeah. Even if it's just one person, you don't have to be surrounded by a billion people to have validation, to find Mm. validation. Right. And I think for myself, those people, and we are, we're people that love Jesus, just, Mm -hmm. you know, love Jesus. This is our foundation. Faith is everything to us. And so I feel like God allowed that to happen. He kind of allowed people to leave my life. So I would find the strength in myself. Yeah, I would find the tenacity to be like, I can do this. I can go after this. I don't need anybody hyping me up for it. I can find this in myself, right? So as, as important as it is to have your people, you don't have to have a group of people to feel fulfilled. Yeah, you know, it's it can be really hard. Like I am such a nostalgic person, so right. I, I to me like friendships are really important, and like long lasting friendships are are really important. Like I right. I get upset when like other people that have been friends for a long time aren't friends anymore. Like that bothers right. me. I know it's weird because it's not even me, but like I'm so nostalgic that I'm like, you know, if you've been friends with someone for 15 years, I'm like, well, fight for that friendship. But right. you're right, there are there's seasons and there's ebbs and flows to things. And I've learned that um, because there's ebbs and flows to things, you can be really, really tight with someone and then that can dissipate and then it can come back together. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, like you said, like letting go a little and allowing that process to happen naturally and not really taking it personally. Like I had to learn really, really, really young that I love very hard and like fully and not everybody's going to give that back to me. Right. And that's okay. Like, it, it's also taught me to kind of, like, protect my energy in a certain way because I'm like that. Um, and not to give not to give fully to everybody because yes. not everybody's going to give fully back yes. to me. Um, so I've had to really, like, pick and choose so the good. people that are not going to, like, fulfill me as much. How, like, if I'm going to give them my everything, even if they're not going to, like give back the same way and then if I know they're not going to give back the same way like I just mentally prepare myself for that like I'm not going to get from this person what I'm going to get from someone else that's right close to me so it's definitely been a been a journey with that but it's it's so important to to even just recognize like that that's the kind of person you are or that's not the kind of person you are so that when you go into to friendships or even other types of relationships like you're not disappointed later right (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That's so honestly, it's so important. And I think that like, I wish, see, these are the things that I wish that people had spoken to us about when we were younger. Oh yeah. Like the heartache that I would have avoided. Yeah. Or the, like the anxious thoughts about, oh my gosh, what does this person think about me? What does this person think about me? What did I do? Cause here's the thing we as women. Okay. All right. For example, my daughter, she gives me a look sometimes. And that look terrifies me. Like, I'm like, what is... Yo, guys, okay? Tessa's looks are just... Like... If looks could kill this if girl. If looks could kill. At and nine years old, like, she has that nine, look. At nine, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? And Tom, 
my husband was like, um, that's you. And yeah. I was like, no, 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 it is not. I do not look this cross. He's like, let's yeah, can, can <laughs> we, can we really talk about this? Because he's like, this is how you look. He's like, you will be, we were at a restaurant <laughs> once, right? And I was sitting down and I was, so we're, we were sitting on a patio and I was facing the street and he was facing me, right? Mm -hmm. So I people watch sometimes. Oh, I love people watching. I love people watching. Greatest activity of all time. It's wonderful. (laughs) But Tom had to be like, ah, fix your face. And I was like, what? He's like, fix your face. You look like you're going to like jump over the table and like attack this person. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is just my face. He's like, no, no, no. You're right in that moment. You were thinking a specific thing about that person that you saw walk by, and your face changed. (laughs) Your face, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, holy cow! So here's the thing, right? Sometimes when my face looks like I don't know, like a Tessa face, and one day you will all see a Tessa face, maybe. (laughs) It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. That just is my face. But yeah. here's the, but here's the thing. I think that we are so good. Women, we're so good at creating this story in our head. Right. When we see somebody looking at us a certain way, we're automatically like, what did I do? Yeah. And and we make it about us. Like it's not I wonder if that person's okay. I wonder what's going on in their lives. It's like, right. oh crap, what I do? Oh, like, am I wearing something? We're, we're so vain. We are such vain people. You're so vain. I bet you, you think the song's about, about you. you. You're so vain. <laughs> like, honestly, right? And, like, I think that I would have appreciated that somebody, and I know it sounds really, it almost sounds a little bit dumb saying it. Like, for somebody to say, hey, like, just because somebody looks a certain way doesn't mean that, you know, they're mad at you or yeah. you've done something wrong. But- it is a simple truth, but a lot of people don't grasp it. Yes. It actually causes a lot of fights and tension and cattiness, not just in women. I think in men, too. Like, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's an actual thing, right? And so I think we as women need to understand that, yes, not everything is about us. Not everything yeah. is about us. Yeah. And if you have a friend and your friend's face is all mecca. Instead of pouting and being like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Maybe be a friend and ask if everything's okay. Like, it's not all about us because we create these stories, which creates this anxiety, which then makes us act all weird and awkward. And then who knows? The other person's probably like, what the heck is wrong with that person? They're fine. There was nothing wrong. Yeah. But we internalize. Yeah. We don't actually talk about how we're feeling and so like we want this like I listen if I was listening to this podcast I'd be like yes girl (laughs) this is exactly what I'm talking about right yeah that's what we want this is our goal here is we want to like bring light to these things and we're not experts on anything we're experts on being black (laughs) but we're not experts on everything right so like this is our time to like hash things out and like talk mm-hmm. about like the daily things that we go through as women oh my goodness like we were driving yesterday yesterday tom and i and mm-hmm. he's like, Tish, what are you thinking and that's such a loaded question asking a Listen. woman 
what I don't know thinking? why anybody would ask a woman, what are you thinking? Are you it's thinking? literally millions of things. Millions of things at the same time, right? So my default is nothing. Right. And he's like, <laughs> which is a lie. <laughs> which is a lie. It's a bold-faced lie. Yeah. But see, my husband, I can ask him, sweetheart, what are you thinking right now? And when he says nothing, he literally means nothing. He does. Like, and I'm trying to figure out, I kind of see a tumbleweed going through his brain because I'm like, how in this moment are you thinking nothing? And he's like, like, it's just, there is not a thought in my head. It is blank. And he'll be like, actually, in this moment, I was thinking, well, that weed looks kind of weird. Oh my Lord. Weed grow up from the ground like that. Like so simple. So like, what? I wonder what, what that's like, Tish. What I is really that like? Because I, I don't, I have no idea what that is like. It is so hard for me to focus on just one thing at a time. I'm not going to lie to you. Like while we're recording this podcast, I'm crocheting. Like I just, <laughs> I can't focus on one thing at a time. It's just, it's not in me. I'm drinking tea. I'm crocheting. I'm watching the time. I'm looking around my room at all the things I need to clean. And I'm listening intently to you and what you're saying and, and responding. Like, I just, how? Daddy, you just, I don't get it. Right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I think this is what causes so many problems between Tom and I. It's because as a mother, I am like, I'm thinking about all of the kids. Everything yes. that they need for going back to school. Right. right? I'm thinking of all the things that I have to do. So I got to wake up in the morning, got to make sure I have enough time to exercise. I got to take a shower. I got to feed them. I have to make sure that they eat. Yeah. Got to pack their masks. Got to pack their lunch. Got to make sure like my brain and Tom right now, as we are doing this podcast is doing a patio outside. Okay. Right. So he is building this patio. Do you think he gives two shits about what those kids are doing inside? no ma'am thinking about anything else but this <laughs> patio nothing and sometimes I envy that I yeah. wish that I could just like what is it like to just think about yourself <laughs> like what is that like <laughs> you know and then I get real petty I get real petty with him right oh, and like I'm trying I'm trying to honor my husband you know the bible says to honor your husband but sometimes lord you want to slap him because I'll be like so just in this voice. Mm-hmm. So I think we maybe need to communicate better with each other because I think that we're not really like, we're not communicating well. And he'll look at me like, what did I do now? Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm mad. I'm a week's worth of mad. Because <laughs> I have been thinking about all the things that I have to do for my children. Dinner. You know what? Nobody ever told you as an adult that dinner was going to be the biggest thorn in your flesh for the rest of your life. You got to have it every day. And like when you have kids, you have to cook it every day. And it's like, how do my thing is always, and I don't even have kids yet, like thinking up different things to make. And I'm like, I got to cook tomorrow too. What am I going to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Right? So all of the things that we juggle and we balance as women we're freaking super women we oh, really are like yeah. don't every doubt last that. one of us every last one of us super freaking women yeah so like I just but at the same time 
I want to know what it's like to think like a man, right? <laughs> yeah. I want to be able to have the freedom to have nothing in my head. Yeah. So that when my spouse asks me, what are you thinking about? I can truthfully say nothing. <laughs> I am thinking nothing. So when he's like, oh no, but like, what are you really thinking? I'll be like, okay, buddy, in the last minute, I just thought of a thousand thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the last minute. Yeah. We don't have time to talk about all of the thoughts that I had because they're going to start asking me questions yeah. and I'm not even sure about what I'm thinking or how I'm feeling. Yeah. And it, we're just so complicated. Why do we have to be so complicated, Lydia? <laughs> Yo, that's a whole episode on its own. Like, oh my God. <laughs> we're so complex. Um, and like, I think with women, there's just so much nuance with us in every aspect of who we are. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's also, but it's also why, like, sometimes we as women also hate other women because we're just like, oh mm-hmm. god, so cat. Like, I went through a long phase, um, yeah. end of high school, beginning of college, where I was like, I hate girls. I'm not gonna have <laughs> any girlfriends at all, and I didn't for like four or five years because I was just like, girls are just so friggin' annoying. <laughs> but then I love women, and then like all my friends are girls now. <laughs> Right. But I was, I just got to a point where I'm like, why do we think like this? Why are we complex like this? Why don't we say what we mean? Um, I, I think with women and, and just with people in general, I think often why we treat each other the way we do comes down to mistrust. Like, mm, I don't trust yeah. you to be who you say you are. I don't trust you to do what you say you're going to do. So I'm going to sit here and like sit in my mistrust and then I'm going to treat you a certain way because I'm unsure about your actual yes. motives. Yeah. And then it just, it, it just snowballs. Yeah. All of these things like, okay, I, like you said at the beginning, I'm annoyingly nice. Um, and so in high school, <laughs> I didn't really have like a group of friends or like a clique. Like I had people I hung out with regularly, but I just had such a diverse group of friends. I didn't quite belong anywhere because I was just nice to everybody and friendly right. with everybody. So everybody knew who I was um, and I could talk to almost anybody. I was really shy, so I didn't, but I could, right? <laughs> um and so there were people, though, in my high school that distrusted my niceness. And so they didn't like me because I was too nice and they didn't mm. think it was real. And right. it's like, <laughs> we're, like, for what reason do you mistrust me? For what reason do you believe that I'm being disingenuous? I think that probably has more to do about what's going on in your brain than about what I'm doing with my actions. Right. Um, but it's it's that mistrust that causes us to to treat people horribly. Yes. Um, people try and I'm like I'm still gonna be nice to you so yeah I think (laughs) like too like along with that because that's a huge one but I think also too is our own insecurities yes like I know there was and still like sometimes okay so I'm off of Instagram right now yeah right um because I felt like for myself I was falling into the trap of looking at other people's quote unquote reels, R E E L S. Yes. And like, like making it my reality. Why isn't, why doesn't my life right. look like this? Right. Right. And it was becoming really negative for me. Mm-hmm. It was 
consuming my every like facet of life. Wow. I remember my kids coming up to me once and asking me a question. I was like, don't talk to me because I was so like yeah. engulfed in like scrolling. Right. That I was like, this is too much. And I think yeah. also with the pandemic and like, yeah, not seeing people and kind of Instagram being your only into people's lives right now because you right. can't really see them but it was just becoming too much so it's like I have to get off of this I need, yeah I need my brain yeah set I need to not have to prove anything by posting something right and I think it's like, so interesting that you say that because yeah. like just maybe a week or two ago I actually made a post it was a reel actually where I, I posted a video that was unpolished. I was actually like just in my room trying some clothes on, trying to figure out an outfit or whatever. And I ended up liking it. And I looked at the video. I'm like, I like this video, but like my hair isn't done. I'm not wearing makeup. Like right. I, it was just a regular day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm posting this uh, as is. I think it's actually really important to not always present ourselves as completely polished to show right. the unfinished product because that's who we are on the daily. And I'm like, right. Inter Instagram has become such a professional polished platform. And right. I understand why to a certain extent, because that's what our eyes are drawn to. And if you're trying to build a following, that's what you do. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's just so unrealistic and it, without even trying, it puts this pressure on us to be this unrealistic version of ourselves all the time. And right. it's like, even like, you don't have to be an impressionable, impressionable person to, to fall under this trap. I think lots of people are finding that. And I actually realized or, or saw um, just a day ago, someone that I follow, she does D DIYs on her house yeah. and they look freaking perfect. And she's got, I think two kids. And so you know, some of the followers were like, how, how are you doing this? It looks perfect all the time. And so she she made a reel of what it looks like when she's staging for her DIY, um, like uh, showing the finished product. And then what it looks like when, you know, the kids have made a mess of the house and there's laundry. Everywhere. Like, so she kind of showed like, you know, this is staging. And then this is what my life actually looks like. And right. I'm like, we, we need more of that reality. And I think, you know, on some level, that's what we bring to the table. That's part of why I think it's so important that we're doing what we're doing and, and being in this space, um, in the, in the podcast space, but also on Instagram, because we show our real lives. And I think that right. that is, it's freeing for people <laughs> to see reality and engage with reality on this platform because we know Instagram is not the be all and end all of life but right. sometimes it feels like that like you said because of the pandemic we've been trapped yeah. and so these little squares and rectangles have we've been living through those for like a year and a half yes absolutely and like I when I when I got off of it it's funny because my neighbor across the street I think a week later was like so are you back on Instagram now and I'm like no <laughs> and he's like I totally thought you were going to be like, this was just like a week detox. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, because I was like, let me tell you something. I brought the kids to the park on at lunchtime mm -hmm. and I sat on the grass and as they were playing, I looked around me and I was, I was like, have these trees always been here? Stop. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like there are a ton of trees. It's like, I, I was just able to sit 
and watch them enjoy themselves. Yeah. And look around me. And then I also thought to myself, I don't want my kids only one of their only memories of me yeah. is my face in a phone. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't have that. I need yeah. them to see me read and I need them to see me exercise. Right. I need them to see me do all of these other things so that they know mm-hmm. that life isn't this electronic, that yeah. this is not our life. And yeah. I'm not like slamming Instagram. Instagram is wonderful. Yes. It's given people a lot of platforms. It's been really therapeutic for people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're able to do our live on it. And I like, I Tuesdays are my favorite days now because <laughs> we're like, because of this platform. I love it. I really do. But I think that any good thing can become a bad thing yes. if we start misusing it. And I think yeah. it's important for us to recognize that, that mm-hmm. listen, as women, we want validation, right? Yep. And like, this also ties, it's like, we're hitting every topic that we're going to be talking about ever. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as women, both married and single, we can really fall into the trap of, I need to be validated. I mm-hmm. need somebody else to validate me. And we have to be very careful about that downward spiral yeah. because we think once we get validation in one place that that will be enough it, won't it can be. become very addicting and yeah. you want more of it and yeah. you want more of it and it's not just single women it's married women too mm-hmm. like and I'm not just talking about like oh friends liking something like we're listen we are physical sexual beings mm-hmm. we want to feel attractive we want to feel good and yeah. we want other people to recognize that. Yeah. But we have to be very careful. Yeah. So careful about how we're going about to seek that validation. And I think mm-hmm. that we need to be honest with ourselves. Like, listen, you're beautiful. You're hot. You're sexy. You yeah. don't need a million likes on your picture to validate that. Yeah. You need to know that yourself yeah. because whether you get one like or 30,000 likes, you need to know inside of yourself that I am all of that. Like mm-hmm. I am good. I'm beautiful. I'm this, I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the validation needs to come from yourself first. Yeah. You need to be good with your own compliments towards yourselves yeah to really like be that. able to accept other people's compliments because then it like if we're not able to hype ourselves up in that sense when other people say it it's kind of like we're suspicious of why they're saying it oh yes right um, just so you guys know, I am, I'm a youth worker. I work um, with youth who have um, different mental illnesses and, and are, are actively working through them. Um, and one of, one of the biggest things I, I find with my youth, um, young boys, young girls, is that we'll compliment them or um, let them know they're doing really well in their progress with their treatment. And they're so suspicious of us. Oh, you have to say that because you get paid to say that. Oh, you have to say that because you're an adult. And I'm like, listen, I don't get paid enough to tell you this (laughs) as a lie. I actually don't. (laughs) If I was was getting paid more to compliment you, trust me, they'd be flying out my mouth. (laughs) 
I'm saying these things because it's honest and true, but it's it's so hard for them yeah. to believe that, you know, you, you did a good job or that you're a kind person or that people like you or that you're good looking. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. The youth that I've come in contact with that think that they are so ugly on the right. inside and out. And I'm like, oh, it. it it breaks me. It absolutely breaks right? me. Um, but th- there, there's this mistrust of other people's compliments to the, towards them. And I'm like, on some level, I get it because like I hype up myself, but I don't always expect it. Actually, I never expect it from other people. I expect it from you, Tish, because you always hype me up and like <laughs> maybe Noemi because she always hypes me up too. <laughs> but of anybody else that like compliments me, I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. okay, yes, yes, what you are saying is true. I must accept this <laughs> because I'm like, I know it's true, but just that other people recognize right. it is always mind blowing for me, right? <laughs> Which is something that you know I need to work through, but I, I really see it in youth on such a a remarkable level. It, yes. it really breaks my heart. Yeah, it's it's wild and it's crazy how like. You know, it's funny because my daughter will always be like, I can't wait till I'm older. I can't wait till I'm older. I can't wait till I'm older. She really wants to be a teenager. (laughs) She's like so bad. Like literally every day she's like, mommy, when I'm this old, you're going to be this old. You're going to be so young still. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Tessa, listen, slow down. I need you to live your life. Yeah. Enjoy this. Enjoy this. Enjoy this walk of life and I do my best like my daughter I hype her all the time yeah all the time like because I know what I remember what it was like being nine mm-hmm. and I remember how I felt like against my other friends like how they dressed and how they looked and this right. and that and whatever that I want I think it's important for her validation to come from her mother Mm -hmm. so that this is ingrained in her. Like it's not, she doesn't, she doesn't need to question. Mm -hmm. Am I beautiful? Am I smart? Can I do this? And like, God bless my mom. Wonderful, wonderful woman. But I didn't hear that from her growing up. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because my mom worked a lot and she was like a single mom trying to grind and support me. Right. Right. And so she was trying to give me validation in ways that I had no idea. Like I didn't write the provision that she was trying to give me. So I could do anything that I wanted to do. So I could Mm -hmm. be anything that I wanted to be. But because I didn't hear those words that, yeah. yes, you can do anything that you put your mind to, I was just like, well, I guess I'm not good enough. And oh. that was the narrative I believed. I guess I'm right. not smart enough. I guess I'm not this. I guess I'm not that. And instead of me looking at how she worked hard and her provision as she's trying to make a way for me, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, well, I just kind of took advantage of it mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm not good enough for anything. So I guess I'll just whatever so with tessa i'm like always telling her girl you're beautiful you look so good and you see her like chest like fill up yeah we compliment her like that and i do it not so that and we'll always tell her like tessa don't ever get conceited don't ever (laughs) let your head get too big for your body but know (laughs) that you don't have to question if you're loved you right. don't have to question if you're beautiful. You don't have to question any of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's important 
at, at her age, but it's also important for us as adults to be yeah. able to give that to each other. Yeah. Right. Because we think that, oh, like if we just did put it in our kids, we, we build up our kids, then they'll be okay. No, this is a lifelong thing. It is. Like, it we is. need to be built up constantly. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not just as a child. Yes. These are your formative years. And yes, you're going to carry that with you as you grow. But I think that it's remembering like, hey, we have these relationships. We're walking through life together so we can encourage each other. Mm -hmm. So we can make each other feel good about ourselves. So we can hype each other. Like I hype Lydia, not because I'm just trying to make her feel good. Lydia is fine as hell. Like I want her you know that <laughs> you walk in that she's hot as hell and I love it I love it Lydia gives me confidence so I'm just like leeching her confidence from her <laughs> yeah right so I think it's important for us to like take those positions in our friendships and not yeah. be afraid to mm-hmm. compliment each other and also as Lydia does when she, instead of her being like no you're not telling me the truth even if you be- don't believe it thank yeah. you Thank you. Yes. I'm going to take that. Learning to accept. (laughs) Learning. Learning. Yes. Oh, man. So, y'all, this is is what our podcast is going to be like. We are going to be talking about everything under the sun. Um, And because it's our podcast, sometimes we're going to get off topic and we don't really care. So, (laughs) if that's not really for you, um, just get used to it because this podcast (laughs) is for everybody. So... Um, but these are, these are the things that we enjoy talking about relationships and how our, our brains work and, and mental health and, and beauty. Um, yeah, just really everything under yeah. the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, we should share a little bit about like, I think we have as we've talked, but like, let's share a little bit about our backgrounds and like, who we've been and who we are, who we're becoming kind of thing. Like maybe like a top 10 things people need to know about like us as individuals Ooh, as they're listening. Okay. Oh goodness. Oh <laughs> gosh. Top 10 things. Okay. Do you want to go first? Like, okay. Yeah. You I can go first. Okay. You go first. All right. I'm using my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Top 10 things you need to know about me. I laugh really easily. I really enjoy laughing. Um, so it doesn't have to be like the funniest thing in the world to get me to laugh. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm going to laugh. So you're going to hear that a lot. Um, I am a really creative person. I have lots of different ways that I like to be creative. Um, I, like I said earlier, I am a youth worker. Um, I work with youth with mental illnesses. Um, I really love what I do. Um, what else? That was only three things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we will tell you more about this in detail in another podcast, but I recently had a very serious injury as Tish briefly described. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm currently not working because of my very serious injury. Um, I just blanked. <laughs> um, I grew up in church um, my whole life. Uh, I like to sing. Um, what else is important to know about me? Um, 
Oh, if you've never seen me before, <laughs> I am a very plus size woman. I'm very proud of it. Um, if you call me fat, I'm very okay with that. So that's not an insult to the haters. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, oh, I'm really into wellness. I actually um, volunteer for a wellness organization that we provide like wellness tips and um, information specific to BIPOC community. Um, if you don't know what BIPOC means, it means Black Indigenous People of Color. Um, number nine. <laughs> <laughs> harder than I thought it was I know it's hard be. right <laughs> that's why you let me go first um <laughs> I'm single which Tish loves to uh loves to tell people um which I'm totally okay with because I'm definitely looking um and right. <laughs> number 10 is uh I don't know my favorite color is purple and yes. that is important because that is important. it's everywhere. Like I, I'm obsessed with purple. Oh, this is a bonus. Um, I'm just going to shamelessly plug myself. I'm trying to, for probably the fourth time in my life, um, start an Etsy page to sell my crochet work. Yes. Um, yes. Because I love crocheting so much that I have so many crochet projects that are just here. And I'm like, if I want to crochet more, I need to get rid of what I have. So yep. like, I need to start selling this. So yes. look forward to that. Um, that is coming your way soon. So excited. Uh, Tish, top 10. All right, top 10, number know? one. My actual name is Letitia. If you call me that, I will punch you. Um, my mother and my husband only call me Letitia when they're being very serious. And, um, yeah, I don't like it. I love <laughs> the name. It's a beautiful name. It means joy and gladness, but just don't call me Letitia. Just call me Tish. It is not Trish. Okay. That's another thing. If you call me Trish, you will also get punched. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, um, I live in Guelph, which Lydia probably thinks it's like I don't know it's the end of the universe <laughs> whatever I love it and it's the best place ever so if you haven't been to Guelph Ontario you need to be here there's so much to do oh my gosh all right number three I do not like flowers I I hate flowers my husband has tried to buy me flowers a million times and I hate them because <laughs> they die so what is this representing? You're going to get me flowers. You're going to cut it from its life source. And then it's going to die. I don't like them. But what I do love, which I picked up a bunch of, this is number four. Okay. No, it's not number four. It's part of oh. number three. Oh. What I picked up a bunch of, I picked up black roses from the dollar store. The most beautiful black roses. And I put them in this beautiful vase. And I put them on our kitchen table and my husband said, they look like death. And I said, I love them. So that's <sighs> number four, <laughs> I, I like dark things. Um, I, I tend to feel like Scar from the Lion King is misunderstood. Um, I, <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie Cruella DeVille, please go and see it because it's so good. It is so good. And she was also very misunderstood. Mm -hmm. um, and I like villains because they're primarily misunderstood. Lydia, as a youth worker, you should know this. You should understand this. Number five, <laughs> I work out 
because I love lifting heavy. I am that girl that finds it super sexy when a woman can lift heavy things. I just think it's awesome. That's mm-hmm. number five. Number six. I am Wait, I have to interrupt. Along with number five, Tish is actually a personal trainer. Like she's legit a personal trainer. It's I that blows my mind. I just think it's amazing. And that you was a long it, time ago. So. That was a long time ago. But thank you. <laughs> um, number six. I am a mother of three. My goal was to have three before thirty, and Luca was my third. They are um, nine, six, and three. Um, number seven. I am. Um, in an interracial marriage with my wonderful husband who I love more than life itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Every chance I get to squeeze is by my due. Um, Number eight. Oh gosh, this is getting so hard. Oh, (laughs) my dream car. Okay. My dream car is a Range Rover. One day, one day I will afford this car. I don't know how, it will be a miracle of the Lord. It will but be. one day. Yeah. Number nine, I love Jesus. I don't know how people live without him. Um, I just, it's a, he's a part of my life and I love him. Mm-hmm. Was that number nine? Yep. Number 10. Okay. Final number one. 10. I do work. <laughs> I am an administrative coordinator. I work at McMaster University and I love my job. I love my job. I love it so much. I absolutely love it. (laughs) And a bonus. What is a bonus? I am a Disney movie, Disney music, like, what is the word? Fanatic. Yes. Fanatic. (laughs) Like, I'm the one driving down the street, blaring Beauty and the Beast. Like, it is, I, I love it. I love it. So that's, that's me. That's us. That's us. (laughs) Um, And we're so excited to take you guys on this journey with us. um, To just have fun, to chat, to live life, do life, to question, to explore um, some of those things that are a little more difficult to talk about and just talk about it through our Mm -hmm. lenses of experience as, as black women, as people of faith, as Canadians, um, just from all of these different perspectives. Um, if you're really digging it and you want to hear more, um, check out our Instagram, the more melanin podcast, um, You'll find our season one episodes where we went uh, live on Instagram weekly. So there's, uh, I can't even remember. I think there's like 20 episodes of us on there talking about all sorts of things. And and lots of those things we're going to come back to and talk about again because we always find that there's more. And we are human. We are constantly learning and growing and becoming better versions of ourselves. And so, um, I've actually watched quite a few of our episodes looking back and so many of those things. I'm like, oh, I totally still stand by what I said on that. Yes, absolutely. And some of those things I'm like, you know what? We could totally dig into this more. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I'm still there. Um, but we stand by what we've done because we know we're growing and changing and evolving. Um, yeah. I, ju- I just say that because I know in this digital space, you know, often people get torn down for what they have said ages ago or whatever it is. Right. Um, but in this space, we really want it to be somewhere where 
we are allowed to evolve, evolve and grow with our, our mindsets and our thoughts. And we want other people to be encouraged to do the same. Um, we don't want to stay the way we are. We want to continue to get better. We don't want people to come and be who they were when they leave. Um, we're hoping that you guys take something from our conversations every week and it challenges you in your life and it changes your life. Um, Cause I think we have found that through doing this, we've changed. We've become more yeah. confident and more outspoken, um, which we think is really important for Black women to do. Um, coming from spaces where we have been silenced and have been, um, I guess, like, told to make ourselves smaller. Um, so yeah, we're we're all here for for taking up as much space as we can and um, using our voices. So. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Yes, absolutely. So again, subscribe to this podcast. Check us out on our Instagram live. Follow us there and share and share and share. We're so excited, as Lydia said, about this journey that we're on. And we can't wait to tune in with you guys next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>